Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Multiple gunshots, motherfuckers. One more. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite. Got a Too Much Game podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room, once again, welcome to all the new motherfuckers and motherfuckers. What's the motherfucking deal to all the returning listeners and shit? Good looking out for everybody who shared and told motherfuckers about the show and, you know, keep sharing this motherfucking shit, my nigga. I ain't got no commercials on TV, so nigga, the best way to share this shit, word of mouth, Instagram, you know, however, whatever, DM this shit to somebody, send a nigga my live book. You know, however, but all listens are appreciated. Uh, today's episode, episode 72, I'm going to be talking about mastery and versatility and shit. But um, I'm going to start off at the, the top of the, the news ticker, the, the shit that everybody been fucking talking about. That's been tripping me out. Shout out to my nigga Ab House of Souls saying, talk your shit, bro funny thing the the thing that's been the biggest in the news as far as what i've been seeing lately is shit literal shit odell beckham getting shitted on by chief keith baby mama this shit is like honestly on some real shit i kind of didn't really want to talk about it but i kind of was like fuck it you know i'm i kind of been like hitting whatever the little trending topics was and shit you know a a throwback to how i got my fucking following started on twitter fucking with the trending topics odell beckham got shitted on and the bitch blew him out i think it was i think for me the thing that's more surprising is the fact that the bitch blew him out about the shit because on some real shit i don't really give a fuck what people do as far as their sex life as long as they not hurting kids like, you know, if, if you not no sexual predator, my nigga, you could be as freaky as the fuck you want to be, my nigga. Let your freak flag fly. You want to get shitted on? Nigga, do your thing. You play for the Browns. So, you know, like, I'm I'm not mad at my nigga for getting shit on. You know, it, it is what it is, dog. Like, it's just a thing as far as these hoes, man. Like, you know, my, my advice as far as this shit is, man, you got to watch who you be fucking on. You know, these, these these women is out here talking now. Uh, a lot of what I heard back in the day as far as, like, prostitution a lot of times, you're not really paying for sex. you paying more for the discretion. you paying more for a bitch to shut the fuck up. Y'all do what y'all do, and y'all keep it on the under. But, you know, nowadays, bitches getting bags off of blowing niggas out. So, you know, y'all motherfuckers need to be a lot more careful who you put your dick in. My niggas, like... You know, especially if you famous, you gotta, you gotta be real discreet with your shit now, literally, 
Because, you know, bitches ain't playing fair no more. You know, these NDAs and all this shit, it seems like they like, fuck it. You know, I'll take the lawsuit because it's a bigger bag involved for telling than it is for shutting the fuck up. You know, so y'all motherfuckers need to be a whole lot more careful who you lay with. You know, like this has been something that I've always, you know, moved in as far as how I got down as a single nigga. Like, I, I never liked fucking with loud mouth bitches. That never been my thing. I ain't never been cool with bitches who don't know how to shut the fuck up. Like, you know, even, you know, whether you single or cheating, my nigga, because you ain't even got to be on no, like, slick slide shit, my nigga. This is just on some regular 100 real nigga shit. Like, nigga, you got to really be careful with who the fuck you lay with because, man, these bitches don't know how to shut the fuck up no more. You know, shit is just a fucking trip. So, you know, as far as Odell Beckham, be more careful, my nigga. You know, stay away from these loud mouth hoes that got podcasts. Um, you know, topic number two, my nigga Joe Button, dog. You know, we we got us we as as black podcasters, as black media, as you know, creative motherfuckers in the 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 audio space, we got to stand with Joe Button. You know, he he did his little rant as far as what he said about Spotify, aired they ass out. You know, told a lot of truth, and we all know what comes with the truth. You know, it happened to Tupac. It happened to Huey P. Newton. It happened to Malcolm X. I'm not putting him on that level, but I'm just saying, nigga, when you tell the truth, motherfuckers come at your neck, you know? So we all got to stand with Joe Button. These motherfuckers is coming with every weird-ass story, you know, from God knows when. Motherfuckers trying to set my boy up. So, you know, we, we, we standing and supporting Joe Button at this time, you know? I stand with you. Joe, ball head, beard gang, my nigga. But um, after that, you know, I kept that shit short. Patty LaBelle versus Gladys Knight. This one, I'm 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 low key excited for this shit. You know, this is the this gonna be the dope auntie battle. You know, it's gonna be a lot of white diamond uh perfume in the air, a lot of Cavassier drink, um, you know, gin and super Saco. You know, a whole lot of pine saw gonna be flying all around motherfuckers' living room. I, I, I could just smell pine saw when I seen that this fucking battle was announced. Nigga, this is the, the cleanup mix like a motherfucker. Shout out to both of them. I got Patty personally. You know, I, I feel like Patty got some got some shit that everybody knows. Um, you know, Gladys Knight got some jams too. Uh, you know, Midnight Train to Georgia, neither one of us. She, you know, she got some shit, but come on, my nigga. Patty got them pies. I, I feel like Patty gon', you know, Patty gon' dog walk Gladys Knight. Shout out to both of them, though. They both legends in their own right. You know, all love and respect to, you know, our goddesses of old, our, our ancestors, you know, our elders. This going to be a hell of a battle, and this going to be one I'm tuning in for. Brandy versus Monica, I wasn't as excited. This one, I'm I'm for sure going to tune in because, you know, I love Patti LaBelle. I got, I, you know, I, I fuck with Gladys too, but come on, dog. This Patty. But anyway, you know, to the to the context of the show, you know, the, the, the playoffs is going on. Shout out to the Miami Heat. Got uh, the Bucks the fuck up out of here. 
even though I personally I I didn't care. Like I, I wasn't rooting for either. I like Giannis. Giannis is cool, but I don't feel like Giannis is like a, a, a standalone star. It's a big difference between playoff basketball and regular season basketball. I feel like Giannis is super dope in the regular season when, you know, they let you motherfuckers run all up and down the court, throw alley-oops and get wide open dunks and all that crazy ass shit. Like, you know, Giannis is really realizing the difference between, well, I don't even know. He might not know the difference, but I hope he finds out the difference because this motherfucker going to have a, a hell of a sad career if he don't realize the difference between playoff basketball and regular season basketball. You know, my beloved Clippers, you know, I'm a Clipper fan. I don't think I've ever mentioned that, but that's my squad. The Clippers have been learning that lesson for the last decade. We a, a good-ass regular season basketball team. Regular season when you could run and gun and lob city and all that open court tripping out shit. You can you can do all that all that fun shit. But when them playoffs come, my nigga, it's time to buckle down. My nigga, like, all mistakes are punished in playoff basketball. Nigga, it's all about half-court sets, actually coaching, actually running plays. Everybody is gunning for you personally. Everybody is planning for you personally. Everybody know what you finna do. So, nigga, when it come to playoff basketball, my nigga, there's a, a saying in sports. I forgot who was the original motherfucker who said it. But the shit makes sense like a motherfucker. This shit is life advice, my nigga. This shit is bars. It's biblical. The the thing is, that's why they play the game. Like, it don't matter how you look on paper. It don't matter what your fucking record is. It don't matter what the fuck you been doing all season, my nigga. When it come to playoff basketball, nigga, this is why they play the game. Because anybody could win. Nigga, when it comes to anything in life, my nigga... It ain't about what your reputation is. It ain't about what you did yesterday. It ain't about what you been doing. It's about the fucking moment that you in. And if you can't rise to the occasion at the moment that you in, you going to take the L every time, my nigga. If, if you don't, if you not all the way in on everything that you do every time it's time for you to do it, you know, it, it's, it's not going to turn out well for you, my nigga. You know, so shout out to all the teams in the motherfucking playoffs. I'm rooting for the Lakers because I want to see LeBron get another ring. Shout out to King James. If Ill Will and Mark is listening, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Any of you motherfuckers listening, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. At me, fight me, niggas, whatever. But anyway, versatility and mastery. Speaking of LeBron James and Michael Jordan. You know, I, I feel like versatility and mastery are two of the best traits that you can have as a human being in general. Like y'all know, I always take things from one thing and I apply it to everything else in life. Like, you know, I, I feel like versatility is something that I pride myself on. You know, I pride myself on at least knowing a little bit about a lot of shit. I know a whole lot about a little bit of shit. You know, I believe in mastering something and then becoming a jack of all other trades. You know, because they talk about dudes who are the jack of all trades, but the master of none. And there's nothing wrong with that because some niggas, you know, they don't have it as far as like something that they can master. 
a lot of people, you know, like I was talking about in my last episode, like they don't know their purpose yet. They still working on that. They might still be looking for that. You know, the sad thing that I forgot to mention, a lot of niggas will never realize what their purpose is. I've talked about it on other episodes, my nigga. Some niggas was meant to be a great violinist, but they never picked the fucking violin up. Like some niggas, as far as like what they talent or what they genius is, they may never find out. But for those that do, you need to hone that, stick with that, get good at that, focus on that, and master that. You know, because the thing about being either versatile or the master of something, that shit makes you irreplaceable. Like, you know, in a in a job setting. Like, when you can work all the machines at the job, you way less likely to be fired. Like, you can fuck some shit up. But if they know, like, damn, you know what? We need to get Jermaine's ass up out of here. But Jermaine is the only nigga that know how to work machine number seven. And he also know how to work machine number three. Nobody else could do that shit. You know, when you become versatile at a lot of shit, you know, you, you become irreplaceable just like in, in the relationship dynamics or anything, you know, when it comes to like me as a husband, like nigga, I've had to hone my talents at a bunch of shit that I'm not used to doing because when it comes to relationships, my nigga, you got to be able to pick up that ball and fucking you got to know how to do layups sometimes. You got to know how to dunk sometimes. You got to know how to shoot some three-pointers, and you got to know how to fucking play defense. Nigga, when it come to being in a fucking relationship, nigga's going to be some days your girl going to want to go out on a date and do some extravagant shit. It's going to be some days she going to want to just chill in the motherfucking house, and you got to be able to maneuver and get around and do the big shit as well as the little shit. You know, because... Uh, a lot of times I talk about the differences between basketball and football. I feel like in basketball, it's a lot more gauged toward versatility. Like in football, if you can run the ball, you can be a fucking running back. If you can throw the ball, you can be a quarterback. If you can't catch, but you got fast feet, you could be a fucking DB. Like you can specialize at certain shit in football and you'll do well. But in basketball, you literally have to do everything on the court. You might not have to be a master at everything, but you have to be proficient in everything. You know, and that's how I feel about as far as like relationships and shit in general. You might not have to be the master of romance, the master of sex, the master of, you know, uh, conversation, humor, or any of that shit, but you got to at least be proficient in all of these categories in order for you to be an effective mate or effective at acquiring a mate. You know, when it comes to you trying to get with a woman, like you have to be able to, you know, at least be able to conversate in a bunch of different shit because like, you know, all the time you're not going to meet a person that's interested in everything that you're interested in, you know, but it's always way better to, at least know a little bit about a lot of shit. Like I said, like, you know, you the, the girl you trying to talk to, you know, she's into, nigga, I don't know, fucking makeup or goddamn, I don't know, my nigga. But, like, you should know at least something about something. You know, like, one of my things that, like, as far as what I tell my little younger partners and shit when they come to getting that bitches, like, man, you know, follow a makeup page on fucking Instagram. Like, go find the shit that girls is into just so you can know a little something. 
you know, so if that's her thing. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Like she a motherfucking makeup artist, nigga. You should at least, you know, know what the fuck uh makeup stores is out there. Like fucking Mac and um, I can't think of that other one because luckily my wife don't wear makeup. But nigga, if if that's her thing, that's her thing. Hair, eyelashes, you know, shit that 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 women is into. The luck, the cool thing is nowadays a lot of women is into sports, so it's making it easy on niggas. But, nigga, me, I, I just make it a point to know at least a little bit about everything that I feel like motherfuckers who I'm going to encounter is into. Fenty. Nah, that wasn't it. I fuck with Fenty, though, because, you know, Rihanna is a goddess. Uh, she she the shit. I fuck with Rihanna real heavy. But um, I forgot the name of that fucking makeup store. You know, they got a fucking black sign. I don't know what that shit called. But, you know, like, when you talking to women, it's just some shit that you should want to know at least a little bit about to at least allow her to get into her shit when she's having conversation. And when women are talking, be listening. Not listening to reply, not listening and waiting for them to stop, but actually listening to understand what the fuck they talk about. So when you do reply, Sephora, that's the name of that shit. Thank you so very much, Rosie. From the Rosie Perspective podcast. Shout out to them. They the shit. But um, anyway. Like you know when, when you talking to people in general. My nigga like you have to be versatile. As far as your ability to communicate with motherfuckers. Like you know. I, I'm, I'm not like bilingual or none of that shit. But you know I, I pride myself on being able to communicate with motherfuckers. You know on their level. I could talk to the hardest gangsters and I could also talk to college educated motherfuckers, you know, because I I consider myself to be a versatile person. A big part of versatility is, you know, working on whatever the fuck your weaknesses is. You need to be working on that as well as your strengths. Play to your strengths and work on your weaknesses. You know, that's a big part of versatility. Now, when it comes to mastery, mastering something You should find the thing that you are the best at and really focus on that. Hone in on that and use that shit to your motherfucking advantage. Whatever the fuck you feel like you strong at, you should always play to your strengths. You should always lead with your strengths. Always lead with your best punch. You know, like as far as, you know, the the analogy of Michael Jordan and LeBron James. LeBron. Michael Jordan was probably one of the most efficient scorers in the league. 
offensively, he's probably one of the, the most effective offensive players in NBA history. He's very efficient on offense. He's the most fundamentally sound player possibly in NBA history. That's what Michael Jordan was the greatest at. You know, being fundamental, being a great fucking scorer, having a killer instinct. He mastered that shit. You know, and that's what made him irreplaceable. There, there, there ain't no other fucking Michael Jordan because of that. You know, there, there was nobody who could score like Mike in his time. But on the flip side, LeBron James, the most versatile player in NBA history. That that nigga could legit play all five positions, guard all five positions. The motherfucker's a, a better point guard than most of the point guards. One of the best defenders in the league. Nigga, he's one of the best at literally everything on the fucking court. That's why I feel like he's better than Michael Jordan because he can do shit MJ can't do. MJ can't do shit LeBron can't do. Argue that, niggas. But anyway, you know, like the thing about versatility, versatility makes you unpredictable. And, you know, I I, I believe in being unpredictable. Like, in, in a lot of dynamics as far as, like, relationships, politics, um, just situations in general. Like, you know, they talk about it in the 48 Laws of Power, being unpredictable. Like, you know, it, it's it's a good thing because when you predictable, you're boring. You know, when, when you're trying to deal with women, consistency is a great thing. But a lot of times, you know, when it comes to women, nigga, consistency is motherfucking boring. You know, women love spontaneity. So you should always work on being spontaneous. Like, you know, and that's that comes with versatility, my nigga. Like, you got to be able to switch it up. Like, you know, take a ass on a motherfucking helicopter ride, parasailing, motherfucking jet skiing. Or, nigga, just throw a motherfucking picnic in the living room. Like, it's all type of shit that you can do to make yourself versatile, to make yourself fucking unpredictable. You know, to 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 be spontaneous. You know, and this goes with anything, you know, like when it come to jobs, my nigga, like, you know, you, you always want to be consistent with everything, but you also want to be able to surprise a motherfucker with, with a skill that they didn't know you had. Like me, I always believe in working behind the scenes on shit. You know, like I always say, like, you know, they never show practice on ESPN, but they'll never show you on ESPN if you don't fucking practice. You know, I, I I believe in working on my shit so I can surprise a motherfucker, pop up and let you know I know how to do something that you didn't know I knew how to do. Like in gangster shit, like this, this was a big motherfucking thing. Like, you know, like it, they say don't pull out a gun unless you're going to use it. You know, and I always tell motherfuckers, I don't even let motherfuckers know I got a gun. Nine times out of ten, I don't even introduce myself to niggas because I don't want motherfuckers to know what the fuck I got going on. Like, I believe in being unpredictable. I'm big on that shit. You know, and part of my unpredictability is the fact that I'm versatile. You know, I like to let motherfuckers think that I don't know much and surprise they ass with the fact that I know a whole motherfucking lot. You know, like I I, I, I make it a point to know, like I said, a little bit about a lot of shit. You know, but mastery makes you unfucking stoppable. You know, the difference between being versatile and being a master, you know, back to the LeBron James and uh, Michael Jordan comparison. Michael Jordan being a master could literally tell you 
I'm going left. I'm going to do a layup with the left hand. And no matter what the fuck you think you finna do, he's going to do that shit because he's a fucking master. When you're the master at some shit, nigga, you could tell a nigga what you're going to do and you still going to get that shit off because you're the fucking master. You know, like when, when it comes to you doing something very well, nigga, you just do that shit well. And this is why I tell motherfuckers to try to master something. Because when you are the master of some shit, nigga, you can, you you pretty much got a golden ticket through life, my nigga. Like with Steph Curry, nigga, he, he's the master of shooting fucking three-pointers. Like, he's the greatest to ever do that shit, and he's still playing. Like, nigga, you know, if, if he tossed that bitch up, that motherfucker going in. He's the master. And you, in any category of life as the master of some shit... You 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 got a blank fucking check in any move you, that you make, nigga. I, I I could work at any job because I'm the fucking master of burger flipping. Like, nigga, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, they all on my phone because I'm the master motherfucking burger flipper. Like, nigga, when you can master some shit, nigga, you could you could write your ticket, my nigga. You you fucking unstoppable in anything. But even when you the master of some shit, like I always say about being like basketball players, Kyle Corver is a master motherfucking shooter. But if he can't dribble the motherfucking ball, he's ineffective. Steph Curry as well. He's the master at motherfucking shooting. But if he can't dribble the motherfucking ball proficiently, if he can't guard motherfuckers proficiently, then even though he is a master, he will be ineffective or he will at least be less effective then he could be as the master, you know? So even when you are a master of something, you have to be somewhat versatile in everything. You know, another part of mastery, you know, shout out to Joe Button. Mastery makes you a threat, you know? So like I said about being unpredictable, when you are the master of something, you become a threat and motherfuckers come at you for your mastery of something. You know, it's just like when, when you at a job and, and you the best at anything and motherfuckers is hating on you because they look at you as a threat, especially when you the master of something and you up under a motherfucker. The motherfucker who know that you gunning for them is for sure going to try to come at you. You know, so always be careful with your mastery. You know, like I always say, like I I like to keep certain shit in the tuck, my nigga, because I don't need motherfuckers coming at my head like Joe Button. He's the master of podcasting. You know, he's 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 great at this shit. Like the Joe Button podcast, you know, outside of the Too Much Game podcast, it's my it's my second favorite show and shit. You know, well that and Cat versus Dog podcast. But like the Joe Button podcast, it's it's just a dope fucking show. Like they got a dope dynamic, good chemistry, it's funny, informative, and all that good shit. You know, Joe Button is a motherfucking master at this. But, you know, once he decided to dip out, now he's a threat. And when you become a threat, motherfuckers come at you. You know, so when you are a master of something, nigga, you need to protect yourself. You need to protect your craft, protect your talent. You know, just protect yourself in general, my nigga, because you become a target when you are a fucking um, a master of some shit. Um, being the best or having the ability to adapt brings longevity. 
you know, this is something that as far as it, it, it kind of goes into making you irreplaceable. When you are versatile in anything, you'll have longevity in that thing. You know, like as far as like rappers, when you look at the rappers who've had success over a long period of time, it's always the rappers that know how to reinvent themselves. It's always the rappers that know how to switch it up. It's always the rappers who can rap with any artist, just as well as athletes. You know, the, the athletes who have stayed in the league the longest, and this goes beyond basketball, this is all sports, are the athletes who play well with all different types of players. I could play well in a shooting team. I could play well when it comes to a running gun team. I could play well when it comes to a half-court team. I could play well when it comes to a defensive team. You know, and this is something that Giannis could work on because Giannis, even though he is probably one of the most versatile players in the league at seven feet, he can also play all five positions and shit like that. You know, he seems to be a fucking um, a regular season player, just like Paul George, just like, um, what's my nigga, James Harden. You know, certain players do very well in the regular season, but when the playoffs come, they kind of fold up. You know, they, they look very masterful in the regular season. You know, just like a lot of motherfuckers, you know, like, and I, I feel like a lot of times this is perceived mastery. This is paper mastery. Like, you a master on paper, like I said, as far as the reason that they play the game. It's easy to look like a master when it comes to a lot of situations. But when it's actually time to put that shit on display, when it's actually time to really do that shit, a lot of motherfuckers fold up, you know, because I, I feel like a lot of this shit are intangibles. You know, it, it's easy to measure how high a motherfucker jump, how many three-pointers a motherfucker shoot, how fast a nigga run, how quickly a motherfucker cut. But, you know, heart is one of those things that you can't measure. You know, heart don't show up on paper. You know, heart shows up in the field, on the court, you know, in the gym, in the octagon. You know, in the boardroom, at the workplace, you know, when you walk up to a woman like, you know, a, a, a lot of women, you know, because most of the time it's the man approaching the woman. A lot of women know a dude who they see from afar and he looks like the type of nigga that's confident. He looks like the type of nigga that she'd want to talk to. And then the motherfuckers have a conversation and she realized like, no, this ain't the fuck it. This nigga is full of shit this nigga is terrible it ain't nothing about this nigga that i like you know that's 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 paper mastery you know like i i believe in as a dude being able to hold a conversation being confident you know and i forgot what fucking episode that i talked about this shit like as far as just being confident in what you can do when you are the master of something a lot of times nigga confidence comes with the fact that you understand your mastery and if you don't have that confidence, that you got to find something in you that allows you to have that confidence. You know, because me personally, like, you know, I, I just believe in being confident in general. Even if I can't do the shit, my confidence always lies in the fact that if I get it wrong, I could get it right the next time. If this don't work, it'll work next time. If she don't say yeah, she'll say yeah. You know, so you should always have the supreme confidence whether you've mastered something or not. But when you are a master of something, 
you should have the ultimate fucking confidence. You know, when it comes to talking to women, you should have the ultimate confidence because there's thousands of women out there. I did a fucking episode about this shit. I forgot which one and what the name was, but nigga, just go run back and listen to all these motherfuckers. But nigga, you should always have supreme confidence with anything that you master and anything that you versatile in. You know, like when you going in the job interviews and they asking you, you know about your skill set and all that type of shit. You know, like, oh, you know, what can you offer to this company? My nigga, you should have a laundry list of shit, especially when you know what the... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The fuck the job entails. Like, nigga, you know, just the generic shit. Like, nigga, I work well with others as well as alone. Because, you know, you you should always have those talents. Like, you should be able to work with others. You should be able to work alone. Nigga, it ain't nothing you could teach that I can't learn. That's one of my favorite things to say in job interviews. Because, you know, sometimes, nigga, you might be a little underqualified for the position. You know, you you might be a little bit over your head with a lot of this shit. You know, because sometimes, me personally, nigga, I go looking for a motherfucking job that pay the best, is in the best motherfucking position. Sometimes, nigga, I ain't got no whole gang experience. But one thing that I always tell them, it ain't nothing you could teach that I can't learn, and I'm a fast learner. I pick up quick. You know, it, it ain't nothing that could be done that I personally can't do. You know, and I'm confident in that. I'm confident in my abilities, you know, so I go into everywhere with my motherfucking chest poked out and my head held high because I feel like I'm very versatile, you know, and that's something that you should always take into any fucking thing. You know, you should always work on versatility as far as life, you know, just in general, read books, my nigga, you know, work on yourself, drink water, eat healthy. You know, you should have the ability to do anything if your health is in order, if your mind is in order, if your mental health is in order, you know, you should always work on anything that you feel like you weak at in life. You should be working on that shit. Like, damn, you know what? I'm not good at blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not like me personally. I'm not good at talking to strangers. Like I, I, I've never been the type of nigga to say what's up to motherfuckers that I don't know. But, like, now that I'm in the podcast space, now that I have something that I'm marketing, something that I'm trying to sell, something that, you know, I want to share with a lot of people, I have to break that habit of not wanting to talk to motherfuckers who I don't know. Like, you know, shout out to all the other podcasters, um, you know, the people whose show I've been on, the people whose show I plan to be on. You know, shout out to the Miss Talks podcast, you know, the big homies, Angel and Walter LeRae. Uh, the Rosie Perspective Podcast, the Ultimate Black Man Podcast. Um, you know, of course, everybody on Townhouse Media, but then my niggas already. I know them. Um, you know, just shout out to all other podcasters. You know, the Q Chat Podcast, you know, the Queen Sharonda. You know, a lot of these are people who I don't usually talk to motherfuckers who I don't know. Like, it, it's not my fucking thing. But. You know, I had to step out of my shell and really do some networking with motherfuckers. Because the thing is, a lot of the motherfuckers who you run into and talk to, it's a lot of cool motherfuckers out there. 
Like, and you know, I'm I'm really talking more to the introverts because some motherfuckers like this is their mastery. Like my homeboy James, this motherfucker, everybody we run into, he talked to motherfuckers like, hey, what's up? Blah, 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 blah. Like this nigga becomes friends with everybody he fucking meet. Me personally, I don't talk to niggas I don't know. I don't talk to strangers. My mom told me when I was real little, don't talk to strangers. Nigga, I, I've held on to that shit to this day. I don't talk to niggas I don't know. But nowadays, now that I'm podcasting, like, I, I, I got to get out of that shit. I got to speak to motherfuckers. You know, certain people who I see in the space, you know, certain motherfuckers who I see at, like, Guitar Center buying microphones and shit that look like podcasting equipment, you know, I, hey, you do a podcast, bro? Hey, me too. Blah, blah, blah. Nigga, let's exchange information. My nigga, let's, let's network. Nigga, let's link up. Like, I, I, I got to do shit like this. But, you know, this is a part of me trying to become versatile in the podcast space. You know, like I've I've talked about a lot on this show, something that I feel like I got to work in that I haven't really yet. Humor. Nigga, this show ain't motherfucking funny. It be funny like every now and then. But I feel like I'm a funny motherfucker. But, nigga, I don't be funny on this goddamn show. I be, you know, so big on trying to get this motherfucking information and game niggas up that... I don't be making time to make niggas laugh. And I feel like I'd probably be a lot more effective if this shit was funny. But, nigga, a lot of times I don't be having no funny shit to say. But I'm going to work on that, my nigga. Like, trust me, I'm going to get versatile. But I do feel like I've mastered this motherfucking game. I don't feel like it's a lot of podcasts that deliver more game than I'm giving motherfuckers. And that ain't no shade to no other show or none of that shit. But just, nigga, like, I, I, I give a whole lot of motherfucking meat and potatoes, my nigga. Nigga, 60 minutes is straight bombs, nigga. But, like, you know, I'm I, I'm working on being versatile because I feel like I know what I've mastered. But, you know, I'm I'm constantly working on this shit. You know, that's the, the game that I give motherfuckers in general as far as anything. You know, keep working on your shit. You know, try to be the master of a lot of shit, you know, at least try to be the jack of many trades. You can't be the jack of all trades, but at least be the jack of as many trades as you can, you know, know as much as you can about as much as you can, you know, so you can get in rooms and you can talk to motherfuckers who you didn't think you can talk to my nigga, you know, cause, cause being the best and adapting is, you know, one of the biggest things that's going to happen as far as like moving you forward in life, just think about this as far as like versatility. Honda and Toyota, fucking the Camry and the Accord is like probably the best selling fucking cars in the world. Why? Because they so motherfucking versatile. You know, they got a lot of fucking space for passengers. The motherfuckers got big ass trunks. They look all right. They don't look the best, but they look all right. You know, so anybody could draw that motherfucker. Anybody could look cool. It's versatile, my nigga. You know, it, it's a fucking classic. It, it even resells well because of how versatile it is. You know, and this is why I press versatility. You know, and when it comes to mastery, Rolls Royces and Bugattis sell for the most because Rolls Royce, they've mastered luxury. Bugatti has mastered speed. When you become the master at something, you become that much more valuable, you know? So I just believe in being the master, you know, versatility, like Chuck Taylors and shit, 
you know, Air Force Ones, Adidas shell toes, Puma suede's and shit. Like, nigga, when, when you are versatile, when you can move in any room, when you could talk to anybody, you know, when you could play for any team, when you can make moves with any motherfucking body, you know, when you can dance the motherfucking cha-cha, you can fucking twerk, you can two-step, you can fucking square dance, you know, motherfuckers want to fuck with you. This makes you a fucking attractive person to be around. This makes you the type of motherfucker that, you know, people want to gravitate towards. You know, this makes you the type of employee that motherfuckers want to hire. This makes you just great in all areas because you're versatile, because you a motherfucking classic. You know, like, when you're the master of something, when you the best motherfucking twerker, you become, you know, ghetto Barbie or goddamn Miss Twerk something or, you know, you become legendary. You become known as some shit, even if it's some some shit that motherfuckers consider to be some bullshit, you know, some fucking ratchetness. Like, you know, Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, no shade to them, but they they're the masters of fucking ratchetivity. And, you know, they are legendary for it, you know, like nigga. Uh, Sugar Free, you know, my favorite motherfucking rapper, you know, shout out to motherfucking Sugar Free, you know, he said, be good or be good at it, god damn it, you know, if, if you can't be a good person, be good at being bad, but be good at something, motherfucker, because nigga, as long as you good at something, as long as you're the master of something, you know, your, your name gonna come up in a lot of rooms, you know, you 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 gonna be pushed forward in a lot of rooms like Kim Kardashian, my nigga. Like she known for a motherfucking sex tape, but she got the best sex tape, my nigga. Like you know, it, it ain't nothing wrong with what you feel like you the best at. As far as like with this podcast shit, my nigga. Like some some podcasts to me, they ain't all that fucking great, but they good as something. Whatever the fuck it may be, my nigga. Motherfuckers is listening because they listening. You know, like Rush Limbaugh. Um fucking what's homeboy name um howard stern like some motherfuckers will listen to your show because they want to disagree with you you know your your shit is so fucking inflammatory that that motherfuckers is just gonna tune in because you're so good at pissing motherfuckers off but you're good at that you're a master of that you know and that's the thing like when you're a master of something that is going to make motherfuckers gravitate towards you. Even if you repel people. A lot of the times the motherfuckers who, who hate you the most. Going to tune in the most. You know so just work on mastering whatever the fuck you feel you're the master at. Even if what you the master at. You might feel like it's some bullshit. You know like growing up. I remember video games used to be considered like some loser shit. Some nerd shit like. Nigga, you sit up there and fucking play video games all day. You must be a fucking dork. Nigga, you sit up there and play video games all day. You you ain't never going to be successful sitting up playing video games all day. Like, that was some shit my parents used to tell me all the time. Like, nigga, you, you ain't going to make no money fucking sitting up playing video games. Man, some little 17-year-old kid made like $4 million playing Fortnite. I'm like, God, what the... F nigga, my parents lied to me, my nigga. They told me the wrong shit. That was some bullshit they told me, my nigga. That motherfucker scoring on Fortnite, nigga. My kid or my son, he watched this fucking, this little family, FGTV. All the motherfuckers do all day is play video games. That ninja motherfucker who be on Twitch, 
Like these motherfuckers is millionaires off literally playing fucking video games, my nigga. Like master something, get good at that shit, get versatile at that shit, and monetize that shit. Like nigga, it could work. Whatever the fuck you feel like you the master at, my nigga, focus on that shit and get great at that shit, my nigga. You know, like I did the fucking um that episode Rolex don't TikTok, my nigga. You know, Rolex is the standard in fine watches due to their mastery as well as their versatility. Like they've mastered luxury in watchmaking. You know, they got the motherfucking the the watch that don't fucking tick. Like nigga, I, I got some cool little watches that I be wearing and shit. But nigga, a Rolex, that's a whole different level of motherfucking watch. Like nigga, them them motherfuckers, they spicy. And the thing about Rolex is, you know, like I said, they they've mastered luxury, like you know, the the best materials and all of that shit. But they also great at versatility. Like you could wear a fucking Rolex with a ten thousand dollar suit, but you could also wear a fucking Rolex with a white tee and some jeans. And the motherfucker gonna look sexy, nigga, no matter what you wear that motherfucker with. You know, that's versatility. You know, like, no matter who I stand next to, I'm still gonna look fly because I'm versatile. You know, like me, y'all see the logo of this motherfucking show? You know, I got my little suit on and shit, nigga. You know, I'm I'm Dapper Dan in that bitch. You know, I'm, I'm looking like a million bucks, nigga. Fresh, fly, nigga. You know... Tied down to the shoes, my nigga. I'm looking fly. But a lot of times when y'all see me on this show, man, I got a regular ass t-shirt on, my nigga. I'm I'm dressed down like a bitch. I'm in my crib. I'm I'm big chilling. I'm in my motherfucking comfort zone. But I do both very well. I could dress up, I could dress down, I could dress in the middle, I could do fucking business casual, I could do fucking formal, and this is something that as men you know, because men, a lot of times we, a lot of us got a problem with that. You know, like when it comes to men, a lot of us don't have a nice suit in our closet. You know, and this is something that I preach to my friends. You know, we getting older and shit, my nigga. I'm 37 years old. I'm pushing 40. A lot of my homeboys, they, in my age bracket, they don't have a nice suit. And I feel like that's something that as a versatile motherfucker, as a, a, a renaissance man, if you will, we should all have at least one nice suit. I got like four. I, I, I won't like seven because I won't like all the dope colors and shit. Like I got a nice ass blue suit, gray suit. Um, I got a black suit. I got a pinstripe suit, but I want like a nice tan suit. I want some off color like olive or some shit. You know, I'm, I'm working on my wardrobe, but like I, I just believe in versatility. I believe in being able to move and shake in any room. You know, I got a nice large sneaker collection. But I also got like a nice little collection of Stacey Adams and dress shoes and shit. You know, I just believe in being versatile in all categories of life because you a lot more effective. You a lot more, um, you know, you you a lot more attractive when you're versatile. And I don't even mean that as far as being attractive sexually, but just attractive in general, attractive politically. You know, like, I I think that a lot of what made Barack Obama such an effective politician, you know, what, what made it so easy for motherfuckers to run out and vote for him was his versatility. You know, like, he spoke very well. You know, he, he was very articulate. 
You know, he he projected himself well. He spoke very well. And a lot of people gravitated toward that. Like the white people love that shit. He speaks so well. And then the black people love this nigga because he listened to rap. Like he can move and shake in a lot of rooms. He can move and shake with the Harvard students where he graduated from. But he could also get down with the rappers and shit. Like, you know, he brought Rick Ross and them to the fucking White House. You know, that's versatility. And then you look at the opposite end of the motherfucking spectrum, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, like I said about mastery, he's the master at getting a reaction out of motherfuckers, whether that be positive or negative. He's the master of pissing niggas off, pissing Democrats off, pissing off perceived intelligent people. He's good at pissing motherfuckers off. But he's also good at making his base fall in love with him. He's the master of getting a reaction out of motherfuckers, negative or positive. And the thing is, the reason that his base loves him so much is because of how the enemies hate him. You know, and that's the thing a lot of times. Like, in, and, and this is like, I'm not going to say like advanced psychology, But this is just like some low-key deep shit. Like the more that they see the mainstream media attack him, the more they hear rappers attack him. There's a whole song called Fuck Donald Trump. Like the more they see his enemies attack him, the more they love him. You know, like, and, and this is the thing. Like when it comes to a lot of motherfuckers, when it comes to you being a master of getting people to react, And this is something that you can use in your everyday life. Like just as far as, you know, your interactions with people, your ability to get people to react, your charisma, if you will, is paramount in getting motherfuckers to fuck with you. Whether that be like, say you got a podcast or you just want to be popular at school, you know, you, you, you want attention from motherfuckers, your ability to get people to like you or dislike you is a big fucking thing. You know, like a lot of motherfuckers, you know, like in the early 2000s used to love I'm a lovable asshole. Like that was everybody's fucking thing. But the thing about being a lovable asshole, that's what Donald Trump is. Donald Trump is a huge asshole. But what makes him lovable to his base is how all of us feel like he an asshole, but they feel like he a real ass nigga. And the thing is, what's funny is it was the opposite when uh, Obama was in office. All the same motherfuckers that love Trump felt like Barack Obama was an asshole. And we all loved him. And we loved him more because of how much they hated him. You know, and like I said, that's the mastery of getting reactions out of motherfuckers. Like, you know, that's the the great thing about charisma and the ability to get motherfuckers to react, you know, like Donald Trump right now, like I I feel like he going to win because of that shit. Every time the the media run a fucked up piece about Donald Trump, motherfuckers want to vote for him even more. Like, you know, I'm, I, I was registered Republican at one time, nigga. I literally still get emails from the Republican party and shit. And a lot of what those emails are saying as far as like the Trump campaign is they keep attacking him. The reason that they're saying that is to rile up their base. 
you know, because anybody knows, you know, people are naturally defensive, especially when it comes to attacks from open enemies. When they say the enemy is attacking, that shit makes people want to come and rally around the motherfucker even more, you know, and I feel like one of the things that the Trump campaign is doing right as far as Joe Biden they are attacking them, but they not attacking them like they could. And I feel like that's that's a smart thing when it comes to crushing the enemy. You know, this is like some 48 laws of power type shit. Like, you know, you, you allow the enemy to feel like you not coming at him hard. And that's how you're coming at him hard by allowing him to think that you ain't really coming at him. You know, like it ain't like motherfuckers is really coming at Joe Biden. So ain't nobody going to try to defend it because ain't nobody coming at him. Like, I, I feel like if they was really trying to attack him, that'd make motherfuckers want to fuck with him more. Just like how I was talking about. We need to stand with Joe Button. We see that people are attacking Joe Button, you know, so uh, the natural human reaction is to try to defend him because people are coming at him. That's what it is with Donald Trump. So many people are coming at him, his base feels the need to defend him. His base is charged up. His base is going out and voting. You know, and uh, I think within the next couple of weeks, I'm probably going to do an episode, you know, politicking too, because we getting close to this motherfucking um, election and shit. And I feel like it might be necessary you know, it's going to ruffle a lot of feathers. A lot of motherfuckers might like it. A lot of motherfuckers might hate it, you know, because my 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 political views ain't no secret. I, I talk about it a lot on this fucking show, especially lately because of the time and the climate that we in. But I feel like everything that I'm saying is necessary. And, you know, like something that I'm real big on, like I always tell my listeners, like, nigga, I'm not hard to find. You could DM me. You could email me. If you know me personally, you could you could hit my line. You could speak to me in person or whatever, you know, but I, I feel like it's a necessary conversation. Matter of fact, you know, if, if you a podcast, if you a motherfucker with a voice and you would like to, you know, express your views contrary to what the fuck I say as far as politics, nigga, we can get it in on that shit. You know, I feel like that'd be a good fucking episode. You know, because like I, I've been saying from the beginning of this show, like I'm not always right, my nigga. I could be wrong. And if you feel like I'm wrong, nigga, I, I would love for a motherfucker to come and correct me and make me right. You know, I love for a motherfucker to come in and actually, you know, tell me what I'm saying incorrectly. But as far as like, you know, with, with the whole political shit, my nigga, you better bring your fucking A game fucker with me because, you know, I, I don't just be talking out of my ass. I might not be correct. But I don't speak on shit that I haven't done any motherfucking research on either. You know, but, you know, just as far as like mastery and versatility, like, you know, as far as the political shit, that's what I feel is why the last two candidates won, you know, because one was very versatile. One was a fucking master, you know, and and motherfuckers got the ability to, to adapt in a lot of situations, you know, I feel like that's a big part of being versatile, you know, the ability to adapt. This is something that's real big in life in general. You know, actually, that was what I was thinking about when I started writing this episode. And the episode basically um, 
it evolved into me talking about first versatility and then I brought mastery into it because I feel like they kind of contrast, but they go hand in hand. You know, I feel like they both important, you know, so I ended up like my mind just start fucking going. I start freestyling like it was kind of like a hodgepodge of ideas, just like how this show has been going. But, you know, I just feel like time should change and so should you. You know, like when I talked about like the rappers who've had longevity, they've had the ability to adapt to whatever the times was, whatever the sound was, they was able to create in whatever that sound was. You know, they was able to adapt to whatever that sound was, even though they've mastered what they do very well. They've been able to do what they do very well in that pocket that people want to hear in today's climate you know they've be, been able to make their music versatile athletes as well they master what they do well and they've had the versatility to do whatever that is in the pocket of whatever is happening in the times you know and i feel like that's something that we should be able to do as people like i have what i'm very good at as far as in relationship dynamics you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a very good communicator. You know, I feel like I'm a very understanding person. I feel like those are like my big strengths when it comes to me in relationships. I'm not the most um, vulnerable a lot of times, you know, just as a man, you know, we, we taught to, you know, kind of hold our feelings in and shit. And I'm working on that. But I feel like I'm a very effective communicator. I feel like I get off what the fuck I got to get off very effectively you know I, I feel like i master that and when it comes to what i need to work on i'm a great listener and in me listening that's what has made me more versatile as a husband that has given me longevity in my marriage a lot of shit that probably would have ended my shit you know i was able to maneuver around that because i'm a good fucking listener because you know, I'm good with compromise now, like something that I wasn't good at at one point, but me listening, I was able to work on my ability to compromise, my ability to be like, all right, fuck it, you right, you know, because I feel like that's a big part of fucking versatility, nigga, the ability to, even though you was going one way, take information, you know, and use that information as something that helps you you know a lot of motherfuckers hear information that's contrary to what's going on in their personal mind and they take it offensively like if you say that's blue and i say no nah, that's turquoise you know if it's actually turquoise my nigga you should just take that information be like you know what you right that is turquoise or go do some research on it ask two or three other motherfuckers and they say no nah, nigga that shit is turquoise you know, now that you got the correct information, move accordingly. A lot of the problem with a lot of us is you feel like it's blue. Somebody tell you it's turquoise. And instead of you trying to say, OK, let me let me make sure you like, nah, nigga, fuck you. It's blue, whatever. You know, and, and that's what stunts a lot of our versatility in a lot of shit. You know, just like in athletics, like me personally, you know, I, I was a good basketball player, but I was never as good as I could have been because I was never versatile. I was a master at getting to the hole and dunking on niggas. And I rested on that. 
you know, and a lot of us, what fucks us up is we rest on our mastery of some shit. We don't want to be versatile because we feel like we a fucking master, you know, and that's the difference between Michael Jordan and Tracy McGrady, you know, um, LeBron James and the rest of the league. Shit. Matter of fact, LeBron James and Giannis, you know, like, yeah, you can be versatile, but if you can't adapt, versatility ain't shit. If you can't adapt, mastery ain't shit because nigga, the ability to adapt is what helps you to maneuver through a lot of motherfucking situations. You know, like you got to master one thing and be proficient at many things, you know, and, and, and that's in every fucking area of life, activity, relationships, politics, friendships, everything, you know, always try to master something and always try to have the ability to fucking adapt because, you know, when it comes to life in general, that's what's going to keep you going. That's what's going to keep you in your position. That's what's going to move you to positions higher than what you in. And I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite. Got a Too Much Game podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room. Once again, if you would like to support us financially, it is patreon.com slash townhouse media. Town E. House Media. Support all the Townhouse Media podcasts. Seriously, not another podcast. Friday nights, 9 p.m. with the super producer, the host, Ben Ready. You know, tomorrow night, we going up. You know, me, him, Ill Will, and Mark. You know, y'all check out Seriously, not another podcast tomorrow night, niggas. That's, that's going to be one to motherfucking remember. Um, you know, Tuesday, Talk 30 Tuesday, the Talk 30 podcast with just Nikki. Um, also on Tuesday, 6 p.m., the Sports for You podcast with Mark, John Watson, and Nick motherfucking Freeze. Wednesdays, 5 p.m., the No Rules podcast with Mark and Ill Will. Hump days will never be the same. Live on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Um, Sundays, the Cat vs. Dog podcast with myself, Young Dolomite, and my co-host, CJ Chelsea Perry, the celebrity of Townhouse Media. And of course, if you here, you already know Thursdays, whenever the fuck I get to it, the Too Much Game podcast, um, you know, might be mornings, might be evenings, might be late the fucking night, might even be the next goddamn day, nigga, I just never know. My schedule fucked up, so I just be doing these motherfuckers. But, um, you, y'all already know, you know, the spill is regular. Uh, you know, follow me on Instagram at Too Much Game Podcast on Twitter at Too Much Game Pod One, the number one. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Young Dolomite Y U N G D O L E M I T E. Um, you can email me at Too Much Game at gmail.com. You know, uh, like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Um, you know, leave a fucking rate and review on Apple. You know, whatever the fuck. But, um, yeah, man, you know, y'all check out everything I'm on. You know, don't forget to share this motherfucker. If you still here, share, share, share. Look out for your boy, you know. Hit me up if you disagree with any of this motherfucking shit. But I think that's about it, man. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 